having buried Joe Dirt for now, the boys enter the lair of the animal. This is Truly Happily Madison. Hello, welcome back <laughs> again. You've returned to the barren landscape of Happy Madison movies. Yay, we're back. It's great. This is uh, one of your hosts, Jack, and with me as always is Josh. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't sure if you were going to say my name. No, uh, or I not. wasn't. <laughs> oh, okay. We need to set this up so that I know that I'm saying my name from now on. Well, I don't know if I'm going to do that every week. Oh, God. <laughs> I have to make choices on the fly. This is the Truly Happily Madison podcast. Each week, your hosts, Jack Gregson and Josh Pappenheim, discuss the entire filmography of Happy Madison Productions from 1999 to current day. And we're not much further in our timeline than where we were last week. I mean, I really thought that 2020 was going on, but that is that is nothing in comparison to this 1999 to 2001 stint. <laughs> well, this is on. the second 2001 film. We're yeah. going. How many more have we got? I think... Th Oh no, is Mr. Deeds 2001? Was this a triple header for the, the Happy Madison gang? Well, it's a strong start, whatever. Even if it is 2002, I mean... I meant, I meant to say, last week, we've now covered sort of a trifecta of Happy Madison stars, and these are the sort of first three that you'll be introduced to. There's only really... Like, there are people who have one film and gone, so I yeah. wouldn't call them, like, part of the roster. But there's only sort of one other guy who gets sort of several lead movies yeah there is <laughs> we'll the get big, to him later the main man we've done sandler schneider and spade the sss the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my favorite secret police brutality army <laughs> the the super S. ss <laughs> and then we just need to get to you know like in hamilton where like all the main players get introduced and then at a certain point they're like here comes the general ladies and gentlemen and then it's like a big build-up to the big main man no <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what we're building up to it's... when we introduce kj <laughs> i have james. only seen one of the kevin james no two of the kevin james starring films one of which i absolutely hated so, um... <laughs> which one's that you'll have to find out oh. i saw it on my birthday Oh, what a what a oh, I was gonna say Sad cock tease, day. but uh, is it a cock tease? I don't know. Dickhead tease for KJ. You, you are you all right this week, Josh? How are you getting on? We don't we don't have we don't expect to exchange a lot of banter on the show. <laughs> Friendly true. banter, even though we are friends. We are friends. We're good good friends. Uh, yeah, I'm all right, man. Um, I'm excited about being in a tier two world. Tears for don't fears. date us, Josh. Don't date us. We'll be in a tier two world for a long time. We might be in tier three. Oh yeah, true. They might have made tier four by the time this comes. <laughs> uh, it's all pointless. I just want a proper lockdown, not this bullshit in between. Anyway, how are you doing? Um, I'm all right. Yeah, just another week. <laughs> I've I've been working this week, so mm. you know. For listeners who don't know, I don't always work. <laughs> Sometimes I cry. Yes, <laughs> you're a man of leisure. Yeah. You're like a Lord Byron. Definitely not a man of leisure. I had a girl match with me on, on online dating not too long ago. Mm -hmm. And she was really confused by the fact that I hadn't been to, like, any live music events. Whatever. I've been to one concert. Real Big Fish. Ah, oh, if only. <laughs> no. uh, the Greatest Showman Live. Gorillas. Ooh, that's quite good, though. So I guess I did see Hugh Jackman in, like, at the O2, but I don't know if I'd, like, call that a concert. 
It's definitely a concert. Right. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. I don't know. He's Wolverine. You don't think of Wolverine in concert. No. Um, that's why I went. I went to see some real cool X-Men snicting. <laughs> but instead, you got something you wasn't snicting. No. He sang some songs from Oklahoma, which I was very happy about. Very weird. I've been to, I've been to, uh, I went to a Tenacious D gig. I mean, that is live music. So, yeah, but this is it. This is the entirety of my experience. Oh, I see. That's the end. <laughs> so the Gorillas, uh, Huge Ackman, and uh, the TD. Tenacious D. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. I won tickets to go see Jamie Cullum. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. I took my ex-girlfriend. It was a really romantic date. I can imagine. Um, he sang the song from Gran Torino that he co-wrote you with kids, Clint Eastwood. get off my lawn. Is that how it goes? Well, from Gran Torino. Oh, that's very good, man. It's like he's in the room. About to beat up some ethnic minorities or whatever Clint Eastwood does these days. Talk to a chair. Is that a, is that a current reference? Uh, anything in the last five years is a current reference. I don't think that's the last five years. <laughs> is it not? Oh god. I think that was the last like Obama election. Oh well, fuck. <laughs> Time flies. You gotta if you don't stop and look around every once in a while, you might miss it. And you might life's a garden. It. You gotta, you gotta dig it. Just dig it, man. <laughs> Fuck. It's so true, David. So we covered the trifecta now. We're, we're yep. now, this is our now first, our first repeat performance. Here we go again. We're diving into the animal. It's like a pirate tiger. Let's, let's start the show. Let's, let's get into <laughs> what our show is about. And that is the animal, which is a 2001 movie. Yeah. Are you going to do a plot synopsis this week? Yeah, way? yeah, I'll do, I'll do that. I don't know, I, I quite like the plot description on IMDb that I'm looking at right now. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Um, you know what? I'll credit the person who wrote it. Yeah, alright, you go, fine. Take away my one, <laughs> my one job on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so this is oh. written by uh, Monkey Kingma. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough, I can't believe that name. So fine, take it away, Monkey Kingma, who's possessing Jack. After receiving organ transplants from various animal donors, a man finds himself taking on the traits of those animals. <laughs> I mean, it's distinct. <laughs> uh, There's a more elaborate plot description on here, but I don't think I'd want to read it. Is it really racist? No, it's just elaborate, it? and I oh, quite like elaborate. how brief this is. Man becomes animal man, hilarity I mean, that, ensues. That is the plot. Yeah, it's true. It is a plot about a man who becomes... It is the animal. It's Rob the animal. Schneider is the animal. David Spade is Joe Dirt. Adam Sandler is Little Nicky. <laughs> uh, Rob Schneider is, do you speak like, a male prostitute? Rob Schneider is Deuce. Deuce. <laughs> Rob Schneider is a carrot. <laughs> do you not know this? No. This? I don't know. I've, I've been watching Shit's Creek all week, and I think I'm taking on, like, pronunciation. I've been watching Shit's Creek all week. <laughs> It's quite good, isn't it? It's all right. I mean, yeah. Are you on season two? Yeah, I'm on season two now. I think it gets funnier in season two. It really does. Like, that season one, at the beginning, because I tried watching it, like, last year when people were kind of talking about it, and I just found it, like, a bit of a drag. And then I sort of forced myself through the first season, and, like, yeah, season two is really picking up. I've looked, I just really like the characters so far. But, um, you don't know the uh, Rob Schneider is a carrot joke? Nope. So, probably about just after the hot chick came out, South Park did an episode. <laughs> they kept, they kept seeing trailers for Rob Schneider movies? <laughs> oh, okay. 
Rob Schneider was an animal. Then he was a woman. And now Rob Schneider is a stapler. <laughs> He's about to find out that being a stapler ain't so great. <laughs> Rated PG-13. God, they just made the podcast for us. <laughs> it, 15 years ago. Genuinely. My, I work in uh, TV promotions, if people don't know. And a few years ago, I was working with a girl who had a promo for Deuce Bigelow, The Animal, and uh, The Hot Chick. And I said to her, <laughs> oh my god, you have to do the South Park joke. You have to do a promo of Rob is The Hot Chick. And she's, I showed her the clips from South Park. She's like, I, I don't get it. Oh, what? <laughs> I don't get it. And I showed it to her manager. He's like, you have to do this. <laughs> so she got me to do it. <laughs> in the end, it's probably not very fair. But I saw the promo. It was very funny. That's good. All's well that ends well um, with pressure from a boss. <laughs> are we okay with the plot description I gave? Yeah, I mean, I would have added in a bit of flavour. But... He's a cop. Yeah. It's the first Happy Madison film to feature a man who wants to be a cop but can't get through the entrance examination. I did think about this. <laughs> Even though I haven't seen that film, I did think about this. It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same, apart from in one, he becomes an animal man and can therefore become a policeman. Which and the is... other is the animal. And the other is the animal. Ha ha ha! Yeah. Very good. Do you, want, do you want my stats on the movie? Oh, yes, please. So this is uh, the directorial debut from Luke Greenfield, who went on to direct the uh, Emil Hirsch, Alicia Cuthbert classic, The Girl Next Door. The Girl Next Door. With a young, big-dicked Paul, Paul Dano. <laughs> Paul Dano, yeah. And uh, big Dick Timothy Oliphant. Oh my god, I loved him. There's a lot of big so dick in that much. movie. Yeah, big BDs. And... <laughs> A billionaire, a literal billionaire, Who's Timothy Oliphant. Is he a literal billionaire? He's a Vanderbilt man. Oh, cool. He's one of the Vanderbilts. <laughs> like James, James Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah, sort of. <laughs> uh, James Vanderbilt, who wrote Murder Mystery. Oh, yeah, it could be. Coming up. <laughs> it could be. Uh, he is a Vanderbilt. <laughs> oh, I thought you were making a funny joke about... <laughs> uh, no, about I am making a serious connection... That one of the Vanderbilts wrote a Happy Madison production. Oh, that's fucking And brilliant. Zodiac. What? Okay, cool. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll get into that later. But yeah, Stan Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> fucking hell. Stan Timothy Oliphant, I guess. Luke Greenfield also directed Let's Be Cops. Oh, yeah, that's fine. It's not. It's a really bad movie. <laughs> uh, the film stars Rob Schneider, as discussed. Yeah. Colleen Haskell. Never heard from again. I've got stories to tell you about. Have Colleen. you? Yeah. Oh, I'm really excited. Not stories. That. There's just a reason why she's not in a lot. Uh, John C. McGinley. Yeah. Ed Asner. Yeah. And Michael Caton. Who? Not Michael Keaton. No, Michael <laughs> Caton, who fans might know from The Castle. Have you ever seen The Castle? Is that is is that the James Gandolfini one? No. What's it's that? Australian. Oh, okay. No. It's an Australian movie starring Michael Caton about a man who has a house. And they're going to build a, a new airport runway over it. It's got a very young Eric Banner in it as well. Oh, cool. It's really fucking funny. <laughs> okay. I really recommend uh, The Castle. This film was released on the 1st of June, 2001. Mm. Came in third at the box office uh, opening weekend behind Pearl Harbor and Shrek. Ooh. Both not in that opening weekend. 
This opened against um, what's the worst that could happen? The Martin Lawrence Danny DeVito doubleheader. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, this was made for a budget of forty-seven point seven million. That's insane. And it only made domestically fifty-seven point seven. So that's only ten million more than its budget, and considering advertising costs and everything, pretty disappointing. Though worldwide. And companies don't usually travel very well worldwide, as we learned with Joe Dirt last week. Yeah. It made 84.7 million. What, in total or just... All together. So yeah. that with the domestic and the and uh, the worldwide makes 87. That's right. 84.7. So it, like, just broke even or whatever. Yeah, I, mean, I probably... That's quite a good worldwide total for this film. Yeah. I was going to say this because this is our fourth film that we're covering. Our first movie was Juice Bigelow, which we discussed at the time was a sort of surprise hit. Smash hit. It did. It made about ten million more than this did on a lower budget. Yeah. People were like, "Oh, this Schneider guy could be a thing." Little Nicky was a huge flop. Joe Dirt wasn't really anything <laughs> in its box office or as a film. No. So I think there was probably this the only hit Happy Madison had had at this time. Was Juice Bigelow. That's a really sad indictment of their production company by this point. <laughs> so they were putting it all on the animal. They were hoping the animal's going to make some serious dough. And it did okay. It did fine. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got 30%. Yeah, I mean, I'd agree. Yeah. Um, we'll get to it. We'll get there. Get to what? We'll get... Oh, Alright, I'm going to come out and say it right now. This is the funniest movie we've covered so far. Right? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's on equal level with Deuce for me. Like, on my, on my laughter count. Deuce. On it's, my laughter count, it's, it's at the same level. It's funnier than Deuce. It's not a good movie. No. no. It's the, it's being funny and being good are not the same thing. Uh, look at... Um, it's hard to pull um, a person who is funny but not good in this current climate of uh, a lot of comedians who have done who were funny but have done very bad things. <laughs> so trying to pull one who's not an actual sex offender, hmm. um, but who was a bad. A I bad kind of the thing is most of them just aren't funny. <laughs> They're either not funny or me. I'm you, a not right, funny yeah, comedian. Okay. Uh, no, yeah, I'm, I, no, no, I guess I'm, I'm funny but not good. You're good. I wouldn't say I'm that good. I've only oh. performed like six times. <laughs> oh, but I mean, you're a good person. Oh, am I? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Am I? So you, you, you put this on sort of on par with Deuce Bigelow. Yeah, I mean, on my uh, listeners, if you are following me on Letterboxd, I don't know why you would, but you might see I've got the list, the Adam Sandler Cinematic Universe list, and uh, the animal's on top now. Animal's on top. Yeah, I'd say the animal's on top for me. Yeah. It's interesting. So for the first, like, I don't know, half an hour, mm. I'm sort of, I'm not loving it, but I'm with it. Yeah, I like it makes a smart move from the off of just not having Rob Schneider naked and exposing himself to a bunch of kids. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it has learned from that mistake possibly. Here's so this film was originally like Deuce Bigelow. Deuce Bigelow was a Disney production made by um, uh, Buena Vista Entertainment. Yeah, so the adult branch of Disney. This film was set up at Disney originally. Uh, Joe Roth, the producer went off to start his own studio and brought the animal with him. Here's my biggest thing with the movie. It needs a Disney touch. It yeah. needs to be a family-friendly movie. <laughs> because you can. this film, I feel like with a few tweaks, 
you've got a solid freestyle movie on your hands. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, it wouldn't even be that hard to make it a family friend. All you have to do is take out, like, what, the, the goat fucking references? Yeah. Take out the... Basically, all the stuff, all the gross-out stuff. Yeah. And keep in, keep in some stuff. I like this movie the most when it's a big cartoon. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, th- this could be a shaggy dog. Yeah. But I think it not. could even be better. <laughs> no, let's not let's not, you know, go too hard on this. Let's not fucking run away with ourselves. I think I, it could honestly approach a shaggy dog. We'll obviously get to the only Happy Madison and Walt Disney family entertainment uh, crossover yep. later down the road. But they, I, I don't think that one completely gets it either. <laughs> I don't like I love the bit. I would love isn't a strong word, but I had a good time with the bit where Schneider's car is falling down the cliff and a giant rock comes and crushes yeah. it like a fucking wily e. coyote cartoon. Well, that bit really, yeah, I really, really like that bit because it reminded me of Hot Rod. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Hot Rod. I know that um, Andy Samberg. Well, at least on Wikipedia, he's he lists Adam Sandler as one of his icons. And... I mean, you can definitely see. I mean, we'll get to. Andy Samberg, <laughs> boy. at some point, who I think was being positioned at a certain point as being like the young new guy in the Happy Madison world. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, it was just nice seeing like that joke, which then got carried forward to Hot Rod, and I would say done like way better in Hot Rod. But anyway, it's still good. It was like a breath of fresh. It was like, yeah, I didn't have a great time with this film. I did enjoy it more than Deuce, but having a moment like that was like a hand reaching through the screen and going, this is something you know, and this is something you like. <laughs> uh, kind of the same as John C. McGinley. Is that his name? Yeah. John C. McGinley showing up and basically just doing Dr. Cox, but in a different uniform. I didn't think he was doing Dr. Cox. Do you think? I thought he was playing... Because Dr. Cox is more layered, obviously. Yeah, but he wasn't at the beginning. I don't know, I think so. you got Brendan Fraser popping up in season one. Yeah, mate, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, I think John C. McGinley is playing Shooter McGavin. Yes. Oh, that's true. <laughs> this movie gets, I think, what a lot of Deuce gets wrong mm. in that Marvin Mange, who is our main character, played by Rob Schneider. Right. Quick sidebar. How long did it take for you to get that that was his name? Mange? Yeah. I think I knew already because oh. I'd seen like on IMDb. <laughs> One of my notes was like, Half an hour in, I was like, I still don't know what this guy's name is. I still have no idea. And there's just one You must know he's Marvin. He introduces himself to Rihanna as Marvin. That not not like... the singer. Oh, no, I know. The other Rihanna. Uh, yeah, maybe I missed that. When but... they're in the toilet. Yeah, maybe that was... That might have been the moment, but that was like half an hour in. Not as good a toilet meeting as Deuce, I'll give it that. No. <laughs> I really wanted What's-His-Name Richard Real to show up again and offer him some sort of fart towel. That's true. Sorry, you were saying before I got carried away. No, so I think this film succeeds in that it gives Marvin Mange a dry... He's got, he's got a goal. To be he, a police cop. He wants to be a police cop. <laughs> <laughs> because his dead dad was a police cop. <laughs> great, great plot there. But <laughs> Deuce had nothing. Deuce was just a guy <laughs> who just worked barely as a fish fishman. A fish technician. <laughs> and and just sort of fell into man whoring. Yeah. <laughs> and... At least Marvin is, you know, he has a dream. He, I understood, like, everybody hated Deuce, and I didn't, like, and I hated Deuce as well. I kind of preferred the way people hated Marvin in this. Yeah. His loserness in this felt, I really enjoyed the scene where all the kids just started ragging on him. And, like, yeah, no, that was <laughs> good. That felt, again, like a, like a latter-day Adam Sandler 
thing where it's just you know kids being aggressive for no reason just because the guy's weird and is a dork I, I've, one of my notes is people loathe this guy and I'm here for it <laughs> uh, on those school children did you know that one of them is a meme one of them is a meme one of them is a meme okay <laughs> so you may remember a picture of a ginger kid that was uh, called overly Com- overly confident ginger kid i don't oh. i'm not up on my memes well this is from 2012 i'm not down with the kids i've it's only been that... to like free mute live music shows <laughs> i have no idea who uh, who success kid is because i didn't see anyone other than the gorillas. I'm street don't get me wrong <laughs> yeah you are street. street you've seen coming to america yeah at least yeah this was from this is from the age of memes where it was like sudden clarity clarence or overly attached girlfriend you know they're sort of just like one picture and people added captions that kind of sure (laughs) you know what we we both worked in social media yeah i wasn't good at it i don't do it anymore well no you were were too good you had to get out so that people (laughs) like me still had a job that's how i felt that's how i feel i conquered that world and then i weeped for there were no worlds left to conquer (laughs) there were were no more memes to create um yeah anyway i just thought it was funny that that kid was a meme because i was looking at him and i was like i swear i've seen your face but your face is too big it should be smaller on your head and then i remembered where it was that was it so kids out there listening who want to catch up on your meme history search uh overconfident ginger oh, that's where that kid's from <laughs> i just thought it was interesting <laughs> <That's where> I... <laughs> you know when you start saying something and about 20 seconds in you realize it's not that interesting and <laughs> I, really well, no, I, mean, I, I mean, I was hoping you were going to tell me that it was another one of Rob Schneider's kids who was also like <laughs> a, a big recording artist. Oh yeah, no, they sang that song O's and X's. <sighs> the opposite. Speaking no. of songs, yep. how about this soundtrack, Josh? Uh, again, good. I could not tell you a single song that was on it, but I remember... You, can't, you don't remember Original Prankster? That was it! Yes, no, 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 yes, yes, yes. I did have something to say about it, because it's the song that samples Rob Schneider. <laughs> And it uses the sample in the part of the song that they play in the movie. Yeah, I know, it's so good! Oh my god, intertextuality, it's all happening here. Roland Barthes, text to score, it's all coming together. Film theory, here it is. The culmination, uh, playing a Rob Schneider sample in a Rob Schneider film. Incredible. During the most insane police obstacle course. (laughs) Yeah, who is it for? (laughs) A man sets himself on fire. I think you should caveat as a homeless man sets himself up. A homeless man? Well, we don't know. He's just a man, uh, really. Well, we're all just men deep down, but we have to... <laughs> like, you don't know. He might have dressed up like that for for the obstacle course. He's someone... He's coding himself as a homeless man. We don't know his backstory. No, I guess that's true. Oh, yeah, true. We never know who we're looking at it's on the other side of the mirror. So, so a very <laughs> violent old woman. Yeah. Adam found the staple. Yeah. Again, um, at, the, at this point of the film, I'm having a fine time. <laughs> Not a good time, but a fine time. But you're like, oh, this could be okay. No, I knew it was going to go downhill. I've seen <laughs> this film. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, so. the soundtrack was pretty, pretty baller. I only remember that one song. <laughs> That's the only one I really remember. That, that, it was just, there was just sort of like songs of that ilk, sort of peppered throughout the film. Yeah, sort of new metal, scar, punk mixture <laughs> one of my notes was so th- th- there is there, actually there is a point after the obstacle course where i i sort of i sort of paused i was like do i want to spend time with this character for the next hour 
And then and I thought, I have to, because I'm doing a podcast about it. It's the part where he pisses himself after the <laughs> yes. um, obstacle course. And uh, it was funny, so I was in an improv cl- class once, and it was a musical improv class. Ooh. And I tried really hard to rhyme a lyric, and I think it was like, I hope someone invites me to the dance. If they don't, I'm going to pee my pants. And my improv teacher was like... Don't do something like that, because now we've got to spend time with this character who might <laughs> pee his pants. Nobody <laughs> wants that. And I was watching this, and I was like, she's right! <laughs> no one she's right. It. I'm watching this movie, and I'm watching this guy piss himself. <laughs> piss himself. <laughs> and, and I was just thinking, I don't want to spend time with you, you weird man who pees himself because he can't climb over a wall. Yeah, that was strange. And also, I thought it would figure back into the plot later if... If they I establish mean, it, kind of man. well, does it? well, he does. What when he be... pisses over that chair? Yeah, but that's <laughs> he piss again within the movie. It's true, but, that, but, but he, he chose prefer- to do I preferred that. that pissing. Yeah, that was good. That pissing <laughs> that's made sense. That's an example of good piss. <laughs> <laughs> Screenwriters take notes. Rob Schneider pissing himself because he fell down an obstacle course. Not great. Rob Schneider pissing on a chair because he wants to mark his territory. Good. <laughs> so he's he's this cop who, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who through circumstances of people not liking him and him having insanely bad luck winds up in a massive car accident and his body is put back together by a mad doctor played by Michael Caton from the uh, from the castle yeah and he's put back together with animal parts <laughs> yeah i mean again i liked the doctor's uh, lab i love that giant hamster wheel that's very good again this is the any anytime this movie is like a proper cartoon yeah <laughs> i'm i'm on board with it yeah, yeah. And any time when it turns into bawdy adult humor, I'm like, no, I don't want this. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't exactly clear. Or I mean, to be honest, I don't want to go down this fucking road. Actually, now that I think about it, because I think it would be very easy to sit here and go, but what exact powers does Rob Schneider have in this <laughs> film as an animal? Because sometimes he can jump really high. Sometimes he has cat instincts. Sometimes he has dog instincts. Sometimes he has dolphin instincts. Even though there wasn't a dolphin there, there's a, there was a seal. Um, sometimes he does like roaring noises. Sometimes he does barking noises. Sometimes he orgasms like a horse. Sometimes he (laughs) orgasms like a horse. Sometimes he fucks mailboxes. But but the only outward signifier that he's been changed in any way, apart from the giant scars on his spine, is that he has a hairy ass. That's it. It's a good indicator. That's the other thing. I don't understand why in the lab there are all these different animals, but there's none of the ones. But they're all still alive! All the animals in there are still alive! They haven't had because any Because they only removed. donated organs. But what, what kind of organs? Like fucking spleens? I don't understand, like a skin graft? Josh, you're not a doctor. <laughs> That's true, I never passed the training. Because ironically, I tried putting animal parts in my friend. <laughs> and you pissed a, yourself on the doctor's obstacle course. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't make it past the bum who wanted a, who wanted a zit lanced. What a fucking film. Anyway, Did so yeah. you think... That there was something sinister going on as well. I mean, obviously, like doctors put animal parts in you. That's something sinister. <laughs> it's great. But so Marvin is driving to a burglary at a restaurant again through the my, mountains. One of my uh, one of my early laughs just when he someone calls to tell him they're being robbed and he goes, "Oh no, I love that place." This <laughs> well, genuinely, this was just like the first like twenty minutes. I was like, "This is quite funny." There's also the part where he pretends to hold a, point a gun at someone and says, show me the receipt for that VCR. And then he sees the imaginary receipt and says, oh, sorry, my mistake. <laughs> Even in his fantasies, 
He wasn't very good. That's <laughs> true. I was having a good time. Yep. Until he saw that seal wearing a well, what so this is it. a ruff. The, the seal wearing a ruff um, makes him drive off the side of the cliff. Why was the seal there? Did oh, the doctor did put there? the seal there to to um? Because the seal later appears appears in the doctor's office. Exactly, it's a fucking plant. Unless I don't Is know, maybe like, yeah, maybe like, Buster Bluth lost it. It's a loose seal. Loose seal. <laughs> but maybe it's because, as we later find out, Rob Schneider isn't the only animal out there. Don't spoil it, Josh. Don't spoil it. That's a big, big last six minute. Twist. twist. <laughs> so they really comes... try and drag out. It comes out of fucking nowhere. And then suddenly the film turns into a sort of like who done it. Yeah, it's good. Um <laughs> so it does lead to an okay joke. Oh, I'm excited to hear what that is. We'll get there. Yes, yeah, so and maybe the doctor knows that um the the original one has gone sort of buck wild and he wants a new one to take down. But he doesn't want one. that. He wants Marvin to come live with him. And then bang him? <laughs> Kind was, of. Yeah, kind of. Did you think, so Michael Caton, like, they've gone off, they found someone who's sort of done comedy before, uh, sort of a Australian actor. Did you think they had originally offered the role to Eric Idle? I kept Ooh. watching this thinking, like, this seems like this was made with Eric Idle in mind. I can really see that now. And actually, the whole time I was looking at him and being like, he really reminds me, I've never seen this man before in my life, but he really reminds me of someone. And it's, yeah, it's Eric Idle. It's like, um, Ratty. Kind of like Ratty from Wind in the Willows. <laughs> yeah. That Eric, kind of Eric Idle. Yeah, I mean, I know, yeah, Eric Idle, <laughs> but I mean, similar visuals. Yeah, I don't know if that would have added to the movie. Michael Caton does a, a sort of fine job. I mean, I would have perked up. <laughs> I would have gone, oh, fuck, that's Eric Idle. Your ears what would have perked up like a dog, as if you had dog ears <laughs> like the animal. Sometimes. Sometimes like the animal. Um, yeah, I would have just been like, oh, that's really sad for Eric Idle at this time of his life. We've also not, we've not got to what is my biggest laugh in the movie. Oh, yeah. Um... At one point, this movie turns into a, an Adult Swim sketch with a TV commercial for Badger. Oh yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> the original, the original fight milk from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, made with crow eggs. Badger milk is great. There's <laughs> shots of like the badgers being milked. <laughs> I'm just yeah. talking about how like good badger milk is, which is then later to what Rob Schneider uses to explain his new powers. He's just like, oh, must be this badger milk I've been <laughs> drinking. Yeah, this film is like a secret ten. <laughs> it's not a secret ten. It's no, it's not. It's a crouching three, hidden five. It genuinely feels like someone there's there's work been put into this. And I just feel like if they spent about half a day more, <laughs> they could have had something had really free star movie. <laughs> but no, I was going to think if it didn't star Rob Schneider. Um, I could I could see this being all right with Rob Schneider in it. It's just like you say, it just needs to lose. I just the don't pissing. I don't find him a very charismatic lead. No. I, just, I think I said this on Juice. Like he was my least valuable player for Juice. Yeah. But he's just. I hate his hair. I really don't yeah, like his hair. Like you. <laughs> it's not true. We're both Jews. <laughs> We're both Jews, listeners. He's. I. I. I love you. Don't mess with the Zohan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just don't know. He's. He's just. Not. I kept thinking about how good this movie would have been with like a Jim Carrey. Oh shit! Yeah. Nice Jim Carrey and Eric Idle. Together again. For I the don't first know. Time. Courtney Cox in the female lead. It, yeah, the female lead. I mean, she was fine. She was so, fine. So this is Colleen Haskell. Yes, Colleen Haskell plays Rihanna. Who you haven't seen in anything else. 
I thought I recognized her, and uh, then I realized I might have just seen a trailer for this film. Not I can tell you why you haven't seen her in anything else. Oh, yeah, please do. She's not an actress. Well, no, I did see it. I thought you'd have something more interesting no. <laughs> to say than that, because... Well you, well, you know what she is, then? No. She's a reality TV star. What? She was a contestant on Survivor before oh, yeah. she did this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, Josh. You act like, like you don't know any of this, and you know it all. I thought you had something for why she stopped acting. Because she wasn't an actress. Oh, okay, well, no, that does make sense. <laughs> she, she did okay in the season of Survivor, and I think the producers were like, she's cute, and she is. And um, they were like, well, put her in the movie, because they thought putting people from reality shows in movies was a good idea. Because oh, it's kind of at the beginning of the big reality boom, like 2001, Big Brother's been on for like two years, I think. Yeah, Survivor, and... well, it was its freshman year, wasn't it? Yeah. 2000. So they thought, you know, we've got TV's hottest new stars. Well, they didn't realise that reality stars don't really have longevity. No, I thought she did all right. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, fine. No, it's true. I don't think she's. She also has a line in it. Not her fault. The script was not written by her. Um, she's walking a load of dogs at one point, and Rob Schneider goes, "Oh, are all these dogs yours?" And she says, "Kinda. I work at a pet shelter." And no, they're not yours. <laughs> they're not your dogs. Yeah, she doesn't quite. Yeah, I mean that's a hundred percent not her fault. I think she delivered it in exactly the way that you could deliver that line. <laughs> really, um, she's done very well. Did you like that there was another pre nine eleven airport scene in this? Oh movie? my god. Okay. <clears throat> Are you... Let's, should we get out of the way? Do you think Rob Schneider's upset that he can't use airports in his movies anymore? I reckon he probably could. But should we get it out of the way? Should we get the Josh's big problem with this film out of the way? Yeah, I mean, we can. I, I, I don't have as much on it as I think you do. I don't like what we're about to talk about. But you but... know exactly what we're about to talk yeah, about. Yeah, well, I, I have two notes on it. Two. I you, had... How many notes do you have? Oh, no, I don't. No, it's just like... I just had to write down all the instances that it happened. So basically, listeners, if you haven't seen this film... Why? <laughs> Why haven't you seen this film? Why haven't you That's seen The Animal? It. Why aren't you part of the $87 million it paid <laughs> at the box office? It's only £3.49 to rent on Amazon right now. Some of us might have rented it in SD so they could watch it for £1 less. <laughs> oh my god. No, always go HD, even if the film is shit. Anyway, right, okay. So Rob Schneider's character, Marvin Minge, has two... Gosh. <laughs> Marvin Mange, Give fine. the film its respect. <laughs> he has two friends. One called Miles, and one called Fatty. Now, <laughs> Fatty is played by that one guy from 24. I can't remember what his name is. He's, I, the... I, he, he's as memorable to me as Colleen Haskell. <laughs> yeah, well, Fatty, you can, you can understand what his signifier is. Played by Louis Lombardi. Louis Lombardi. I can't remember what his name is in 24, but you would Edgar know him. Edgar Styles. Edgar! He was also Skip on the early season of Sopranos. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Anyway, he has, so you can tell what his signifier is. Fatty is fat, and that's most of his jokes uh, until he develops a weird porn addiction at one point. <coughs> he is the joke I like at the end with the sort of whodunit plot where he turns to Miles and says, I have to eat, and then it cuts away from him, and then later it cuts back to him with red around his mouth, and just him saying, hmm, I love berries. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Again, I thought that was guy. quite a good joke. Quite like just good. a good setup and punchline. Yeah? No, wait, okay, so you're, you're at the point of the film, at that point, where you're like, anything that constitutes a joke 
with a setup and a punchline. Had gone a long time at that point without <laughs> without being funny. There were no more man in hamster wheels for a while. No, true. Okay, so he's got these two friends, one of them fatty, and the other one is called Miles, played by Guy Tori, a black actor. And he seems to exist only in this film to deliver weird diatribes about how people aren't racist enough. See, this is my note. This this diatribe series of diatribes it's not so his problem is that he can get away with anything because he's black because nobody wants to persecute him as a black man which or people give him or people give him um preferential treatment so at the beginning this is all triggered by the way by they're at the bar they're sitting in or like rob schneider's on the left fatty is on the right mars is in the middle this this first like um rant from his character about how it's too easy to be a black man in america is caused by the fact that the waitress fills up, refills his pint glass first. And then he goes on about how, like, no one wants to seem to be racist, so I can, like, I can do anything I want. I can, like, walk into the street with a gun. I can fucking do whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it's it's insanity. So that's the first time. So, well, so my, my note at that, this point was that, okay, so this feels like a Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle bit, but written by a white guy? Written by two white guys. <laughs> But like you know what I mean, like it feels like some a white guy trying to imitate a Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but obviously they actually get the black um, experience in America, and would probably deliver it with irony, maybe. So, just to play devil's advocate here, because everybody loves that devil's avocado. Because I do not like this joke. This is not one of the jokes I was laughing at. This is one Mm. of the things that stops this movie from being a secret (laughs) ten. Yeah, but I can see the joke they're trying to make. What joke is that, Jack? I can see that they're trying to make a joke in that they are living in a in a two thousand one world where racism was abolished with slavery. That's true. <laughs> they're tr- they're trying to put it through with that. They're trying to say like everybody is trying to goes it goes out of their way to be inclusive of the black guy obviously it's a very tone deaf joke especially in 2020 yeah that's all i thought especially so yeah two more things happen one uh, at the airport miles is going out of his way to smoke in the airport and blow it into customers faces because he's like i can get away with anything i'm a black man but the most ridiculous part looking back through the 2020 lens is towards the end of the film when it becomes the whodunit Miles confesses. He he decides to take the rap for being the animal. Someone who, until 30 seconds ago, John C. McGinley and the entire mob who were out have literal, like, torches and pitchforks and are looking for blood. Including a, um, a switched role for Adam Sandler, now yeah. playing the you-can-do-it guy. Playing the townie. But, so they're ready to kill Rob Schneider, or whoever it is. But as soon as Miles the only speaking role black person i did think about this uh, both rob schneider movies are the only ones so far to feature like prominent positive black characters yeah true very true little nicky's got cassius but he's a baddie he's a bad guy <laughs> fuck what if rob schneider's the most inclusive <laughs> jesus what a horrible world he's like, one of my notes is just that rob schneider always has a black friend <laughs> very true <laughs> but yeah um yeah, as soon as as soon as Miles cops to the crime, the mob dissipates and goes, "Oh well, we couldn't do it because he's a black guy." 
Noel McDonald has the line of, I don't want to be part of a mob that lynches a black guy. So I guess that's quite, I mean... That's the joke, funny. That's the joke. That's the joke. Is that, I don't think they're saying that racism doesn't exist. I think they're just saying that people don't want to be seen as racist. Yeah, that's true, but I, I, don't, I just I don't, don't think again, these don't are the right people good. to tell this joke. No. no. And maybe we're not the right people to be discussing it, to be honest, as... <laughs> Two whitey boys. Two whitey boys. Two but pasty I whites. It, I think it's important. You know, one of the no, things no, is to, is to hold big, white, other white boys to account. And... It's the it's the big climax of this movie. The movie's problem is resolved through... Through this weird this racism, weird... anti-racism. Yeah. <sighs> I get the joke. I get what they're trying to do. I don't like it. No. It does feel very weird. And it's, yeah, it's, it's very dated. I imagine it played like Gangbusters in 2001. I don't know what you mean. I've imagined that it was very popular. Oh, I see. <laughs> I imagine audiences were like, ah, we get it! We get White it, audiences. none of us are right. Oh, yeah, yeah, big <laughs> time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, yeah, very strange. Very strange for that to be such a prominent part of the film and to have so much airtime. Going back to the mob scene, though. <laughs> yep. Norm MacDonald kind of kills it in this movie. He does pretty well. He, after having no real laughs in Deuce Bigelow, he comes out as the guy in the mob who has already lit his torch. <laughs> <laughs> and just has questions about being in the mob, which just annoyed John C. McGinley. I, I think I, I might have like listed all but one of my laughs now. Really? The Norm MacDonald one was a big end laugh for me. The final laugh I had during the press conference... Yeah. When um, one of the so this is after the the airport scene in which airport security is not as tight as it would be in about three months. No. Also, weird homophobia, Claxon. Yes. Yep. There's weird homophobia. <laughs> not as homophobic as some of the other movies we've covered. No. It did feel very toned down. Well, there were two two instances. Um, uh, but the, yeah. the the line that made me laugh in the press conference was um, he, uh, Juice is asked if he can sniff what is up. <laughs> reporter's butt. Yeah, I can't remember what is up there. That didn't keys. make me laugh. Car what? keys. Car keys. Yes, that's right. <laughs> but the thing that made me laugh was just the reporter just turning to another reporter and just saying, "He's right. He's good. <laughs> He's good." <laughs> Which, yeah, that was, that was the reporter had a great delivery there. It was good. Well, I don't think it was one of my laughs, but I, you know, what, I was uh, like, what do you, have you have we hit all your laughs? Uh, to be honest, I can't really. Well, <clears throat> one of the laughs is wrapped up in one of our recurring segments. Oh, okay. That I would like you to bring out now. I'm ready to go on the game. So, just before we go into this, I believe there are only two in this movie. I would argue three. Oh, I guess. <laughs> we'll have to get there. Yeah. But, um... Josh Pappenheim, come on down Yay! for... Which animal attack do you prefer in Happy Madison movies? Oh, yay, Jack Gregson, I love you. You're my favourite. Welcome. I mean, not welcome. I'm great to be... Yeah, I, <laughs> I love being on this show every week. Yay! Joshua, uh. Joshua, <laughs> Joshua Pappenheim, Joshua, Anthony Pappenheim. Yep, close. <laughs> Have you got your list of your favorite animal attacks? I do. In Happy Madison movies, I do. Can you see over Zoom that I'm holding a fake microphone? I can. Despite it's the very fact good. that I'm talking into a real microphone, <laughs> I can. It's very good. It's very meta. I love it. It's Agit Prop, Agit Pro. We... Adobe Pro. I don't fucking know. Yeah, do, right. Carry on. <laughs> do you want me to read out what I've got? So, do you have your list pre the animal? I do. So, in a not well, no, I fucked it up because I've got the animal in there. Uh, in last place, 
the the polar bear from Little Nicky because it's just a polar bear that kills him, and that's a normal behavior for a polar bear. Nothing special there. Nothing special. Above that, the angry alligator from Joe Dirt. Shit movie. Look... Shit animals. <laughs> very good. Oh, okay. All right. I'll just read them, and then you do your fun bit. Uh, the sexual dog from Joe Dirt. <laughs> Why is a dog sexy? <laughs> Since when was this sexier than this? Uh, the sexual bird from Little Nicky. Makes more sense for a bird. Yeah, kind of. Uh, the angry dog from Deuce. Why wasn't this dog sexy? <laughs> and in at number one, the angry goldfish from Deuce. Goldfish, you think they're peaceful? This one's not. <laughs> it's good to know you've got the formula down, man. That was really good. Uh, All so off yeah. the cuff. All off the cuff. Oh, you couldn't tell. <laughs> so good. Seems so well performed. Um, so yeah, in the animal, Jack, we've got three animals, I would we say. We have the angry dog. Yep. <laughs> owned by Rob Schneider's mom, yep, Pilar yep. Schneider. Oh, wow. Is that his Oh, cool. It's his mom, who's also in Deuce Bigelow. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Where was she in Deuce Bigelow? She's the girl he thinks he's taking out before he takes out the lovely Kate. Oh, uh, in the restaurant. Okay, yes. yeah, cool, 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 cool. We have... The Beast, played by Colleen Haskell. Oh, fuck, there's four. <laughs> we have The Animal, yeah, played by Rob Schneider. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we have... You don't... You can't think of the fourth. The Seal? No, it's the monkey. Oh, we have the orangutan! <laughs> the orangutan! We have the orangutan! I forgot about the orangutan. Shit, I've got to add Colleen Haskell into here now, into my rankings. Where did she go? Um. Oh, probably there. <laughs> I believe right. she is the second animal in the Happy Madison franchise to actually kill somebody. Who does she kill? I believe she kills the hunter. Oh, I thought. Oh, okay. I believe she kills John C. McGinley. Does she? You don't oh, see yeah, him no, after she attacks yeah, him. Yeah, no, that's true. That is very true. He's probably dead. Christ. He was gonna kill the animal. Yeah. I was um, about to call him Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> his name is Marvin Minge. Josh. Have some respect. <laughs> no. For I the law. That. Have some respect. <laughs> for the Paul Blart animal cop. Um, right, so, okay. Let's go through them in order of appearance. So the first, and this was my possibly first laugh of the film, was the angry dog. Because I really enjoyed that he was getting ready to go out for a run. Eye of the Tiger was playing and it hadn't even got like three bars through before the dog fucking ran and took him out. And I was like, I don't think I was laughing because of the joke. I was laughing because, oh wow, with this, with this soon in and there's already been an animal attack. <laughs> That's why I laughed. Um, so that was good. It was unexpected. The, uh, the next I would say is probably Rob Schneider. He shows up. Um, <laughs> he is the animal. He is the animal. He is the carrot. He doesn't really attack anybody. No. He attacks another animal. He d well, it depends what you count as uh, as attacking. So, I say, so he attacks the fish in the animal shelter in quite a funny scene. Is he being a bear then? I don't really know. I'm just going to say in that animal shelter scene. Yeah. How many animals does this animal shelter in this small town have? It has like a million and it's every different kind of animal. <laughs> it's like supposed to be this sleepy small town. It's got like fucking macaws. It's got orang it's got an orangutan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, it's a menagerie. Yeah. So yeah, Rob Schneider, he attacks the fish in the animal shelter. That was all right. He considers fucking a goat at one point. 
I'd say that's sexually aggressive. <laughs> the uh, he actually attacks him. Does it? Oh, it kicks him. Oh yeah, I suppose it kicks him. I guess uh, you he attacks... the goat in this list. Yeah. Oh. No, I'm not going to include it. It just does one thing. Um, that's not enough anymore. Not enough in a film that has four animals. Um, he headbutts that waiter at one point. I think that was a laugh for me. And at one point, he also does the McAvoy run from Split. <laughs> he does. <laughs> which I really enjoyed. <laughs> I forgot um, about him headbutting the waiter. That was good. That was good. Again, because it just... <laughs> This film works when things don't have time to be telegraphed. And like you say, they're just like, it's just cartoony. It comes out of nowhere. Random acts of violence. But the film or... plays up to its premise. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 100%. <laughs> it's not the worst premise in the world for a film. It's not terrible. Did you ever see the TV show Manimal? <laughs> I've heard of it. <laughs> About a man who could turn into an animal. <laughs> Is that not animals? No. Manimal. Okay. I got this Christmas. I'll get you Manimal on DVD. Oh well, now you can't because you've told me what it is, and it's bad luck <laughs> to tell people what their gifts are. I guess I don't. Um, and the final one, yeah, is the. Well, no, we've got yeah. Colleen Haskell is the animal. I mean, as the beast. Uh, she's just sort of fine, I guess. You don't see much of her in action. No, she just sort of runs around, does stuff, and finally the orangutan who gets in a good old slap and match with Rob Schneider until it gets its nipples twisted and then does a goofy smile and that's basically all the orangutan does. So, so Josh Pappenheim, what's your new ranking? Okay, so, uh, number... I haven't got these numbered. Anyway, polar bear, last. Angry alligator, next. Sexual dog, next. Sexual bird, next. Angry dog, next. So the animal stuff, we're already in the top five. Colleen Haskell. So that's a different angry dog. It's not the angry dog from the animal. Oh, angry dog from Deuce. Angry Dog from Juice is at number six. At number five, we have Colleen Haskell from The Animal, because I just don't... Yeah, like you say, we don't really see her do anything, like, wacky. She's just sort of a murder machine. <laughs> um, she's there. She's there, sometimes. Um, at number four, it's the it's the orangutan for me, because... It's, it's just... a fighting orangutan. Do you think that's the same orangutan from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? Probably. There we go. <laughs> you heard it here first. Is it true? We'll Maybe. never know. Same same year? I think so. Yeah. Maybe. Shit, no, it probably is. Um well yeah, I was wondering if that was the same what are they called? Capuchin monkeys? Yeah, from Ace Ventura or Friends? Uh I think they're the same one. Yeah. <laughs> so it's probably all the same monkey, which is very exciting. Uh and number three, I'm giving it to the angry dog. Just because it, it was a laugh for me. I really enjoyed it. Number two is still the angry goldfish from Deuce. Oh, which means I we have a new number one. And this is what I was hoping you'd pick. It's Rob Schneider as <laughs> the animal. Because he has so many facets to his awful, aggressive animal dealings. That's Manimal. I'm showing Josh oh, wow. a picture of the Manimal DVD that he'll be getting for Christmas. <laughs> that looks really good, man. I'm going to stop the excited. voice now because that segment is over. Did you enjoy it again this week, listen? The worst thing about it is every week it's going to get longer and longer. <laughs> We'll see. We might start posting the list online so people can just see where you've slotted it in. Oh yeah, true. That actually might be better. That's probably an easier way to do it. Um, I quite like the tagline for this movie. What's the tagline? He wasn't much of a man. He's now not much of an animal. Brilliant. <laughs> I mean, again, it's just very straightforward. Yeah. He's a guy. He's crap. <laughs> he's crap. And now he's still crap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um... You thought he was bad before? Um, we mentioned uh, Adam Sandler's cameo. What do you think? 
perfectly fine. I mean, he obviously he like he overacts it to death in a way that because Rob Schneider has that character. It's very simple. <laughs> down but to a T. <laughs> down to a T. He just goes, "You can do it," and you know, it's quite. It's it feels quite you know straightforward and um. Oh, what's that word? Earnest, earnest. When Rob Schneider does it, but um, yeah, oh, obviously Ernest be- goes to camp. <laughs> but obviously, because Adam Sandler, like it's a tongue-in-cheek thing that he's doing it. You know, it's a nod to the audience because Rob Schneider can do it because he's in the film. I feel like Adam Sandler plays it up in a way that's just like, it's just too much for that character. Josh, you know? I do know what you mean, but now that I've said it, when we're done with all the Happy Madison movies. Yeah. Shall we do all the Ernest movies? No, I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch the Ernest movies. Ernest goes to camp. Ernest scared stupid. Yeah. Ernest rides again. I mean, we could. All I'd right, listeners, you heard it here first. Yeah. I don't want to do it. Truly, happily, happy... Ernest. Podcast. <laughs> That's the thing. We, this podcast is written with an inbuilt death because once we run out of Happy, Happy Madison... And also, what are we going to... Like, yeah, obviously, we'll get to a point where we run out of Happy Madison films. But there will be more. Yeah, we'll come back. Yeah, I guess. So what? When we, we'll have to take a week off from covering Ernest movies. <laughs> to do a new Happy Madison. I've uh, got ideas for where we can go. Every Ernest movie. Every Saturday Night Live movie. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Every Gary Sanchez movie. Oh, fuck. No, actually, I would... Yeah, every Gary Sanchez would be good because that's kind of like... It feels like they, they're like an old, an AU Sandlerverse. A, every um every Apatow production. <laughs> yeah. Which means we'd have a crossover because we'd have to do Funny People Funny twice. People again. Would we I'm have to do all the TV it. as well? I'm we'd not against do... it. Huh? I'm not against no, doing Funny People twice. Would we have to do all the girls? Is that an Apatow? It Apatow is. Apatow production. I don't know. We've not fully. I'm not giving away if we're going to do any of the Happy Madison TV on this uh, on this episode. I didn't even know there was any. I'm not giving it away. Well, I mean, by saying that, you're saying we are. <laughs> I'm not giving it away. We might not. Oh yeah, that's true. We might not. We might do. We might not. I don't actually know because I didn't know they did any TV. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I think I have one. I don't know about you. I have one more note on the film. Yeah, I, I have. I have. One final thing, which less of a note, more of a story. All right, you go, you go. No, I think we should wrap up on my story. Okay, because it's sort of like a postscript to the movie. Oh, that's nice. Uh, my one note doesn't really have any worth. It's just that I found it interesting that they had that one Latino guy from Bruce Almighty playing exactly the same character. I don't know this. It's the one you know in Bruce Almighty. I've seen it. Yeah, you know, there's like. For it's the type reason... of film that makes me think this film would be better starring Jim Carrey. Yeah. For some reason, Bruce is walking down the street and he walks past a like a gang assaults him. Oh yeah, no, I do know this guy now. Yeah, and there's yeah. like there's yeah there's that guy and uh, and he... that capuchin monkey's in it again. Fucking hell! That's two stars. <laughs> She's two overlapping stars. But yeah, the the guy who gets a monkey shoved up his ass in Bruce Almighty is in this, playing basically the same character. I'm glad we brought that up. <laughs> All right, Jack. Jack, what's his story? So you you don't know about this because we talked briefly at the begin before we started recording. Yeah. But there was some controversy about this movie. Oh yeah, no, I yeah, you did mention something. There was controversy. It was. It's not solely animal controversy. It is controversy for Columbia Pictures who made this movie. Sony Pictures, as they're known today. 
Were they part of Sony then? Yes. Were they Columbia TriStar then? No, they were just Columbia. Okay. Columbia, yeah, this was produced by Columbia Pictures and Revolution Studios, which was made by Joe Roth, who left Disney to come here. Just, does the name David Manning mean anything to you? Is that Bernard Manning's brother? It might as well be. <laughs> David Manning. David Manning. Sometimes Dave. Oh, Dave O'Manning. No, I've never heard of Dave O'Manning. Um, David Manning was quoted on the poster for the animal as calling it another winner, which claimed that he was attributed to writing for the Richfield Press, which was a small Connecticut paper. Hmm. Let me tell you something about David Manning, Josh. Yeah. David Manning does not exist. What the fuck? <laughs> David Manning was a pseudonym made up by marketing executives to be used as a placeholder on posters <gasps> that then actually got released uh, on posters for Hollow Man, <clears throat> The Animal, The Patriot, A Knight's Tale, and Vertical Limit. What the fuck? Are they all Columbia's, I'm yeah. assuming? Whoa. What the fuck happened? <laughs> They started putting in fake critical reviews on a, um, on the posters. Is that illegal? I don't know. Is it well, frowned upon? In uh, August 3rd, 2005, Sony made an out-of-court settlement and agreed to refund $5 to each dissatisfied customer who saw Hollow Man, the Animal, the Patriot, a Night Sale, or Vertical Limit in American theatres as a result of Manning's reviews. What the fuck? <laughs> but what, did you have to prove and be like, I specifically wanted to go and see the... An I I only went and saw a vertical limit because David Manning from the wherever the fuck the Jack Ridgefield said he was... Press. From the Ridgefield Press. Why is he not... Why, who is this person? I don't know, he's just from the West Coast. It's only for people who saw it in the American theatres. I was over on a trip to New Orleans one time in 2001 and I went to see The Animal with Rob Schneider in it because Dave Manning from the Ridgefield Press said that it was genuinely funny or whatever. He, he said, said it was on, another winner. Another, He said it was another winner and that's why I went to go see it and I spent the last $5 me and my family a, had. There's a lot of this voice. <laughs> that's a lot of this voice to take in, isn't it? It's... I'm sorry. Let's move it along. Uh, yeah. I just That's incredible, man. It reminds me of... Um, when when we both used to work together, I think this is when this happened, there was the poster for Legend, yes. the Tom Mahardy film. And that day was one of my favourites as someone who was in, I mean, I'm still kind of in it, but like social media for films. Of seeing that poster, was it a poster or was it? It was, just it's, a it was like an thing. online asset. It's just a Facebook asset, but it, it had all those four-star reviews and then they hid a two-star review from The Guardian in it. Yeah, but... <laughs> Using it, putting it, making the characters stand in front of all their four-star reviews, but hiding a two-star review in between the two of them that made it look like they were standing in front of a four-star review. Fucking chef's kiss brilliance. I Still loved it. not up there with creating a <laughs> fake person. To, attributing a straw it, manning. A straw manning. <laughs> attributing it to a real newspaper. Oh, what? The Ridgefield the Press? The Ridgefield Press exists. Wow. <laughs> they published film reviews, and but it's this guy from Newsweek started investigating it, and the newspaper had never heard of David Manning. Did they not need to pay a settlement to the Ridgefield Press? It's not mentioned here. They must have done. Because so this out-of-court settlement was done in 2005. That's four years after the movie came out. Mm. So how many people kept their receipts... <laughs> 
four years later for the for the animal or for Hollow Man or for Vertical Limit, um, and oh. we're just waiting for a chance to get their money back. I only went because of David Banning, and I tried searching him online using dial-up internet connection, which is all I had at the time, and I could not find him. This voice is back. <laughs> Are you not liking the voice? I don't like this voice. Why not? I, I like it in small doses. <laughs> that was quite small. He's, he's got a lot to say. <laughs> that's one of the major things about this about this voice that I 100% stole from Adam and Joe. Um, that's not the point. No, because it's alright to steal if it's alright to make up a fake film critic. It's true. Thematically, they go along. Uh, <laughs> do MVPs and LVPs? Yeah. Who's your MVP, Jack? <laughs> My MVP for this one, it's it's John C. McGinley. Yeah, He's obviously. the one who's having the most fun. His scene is opposite Norm MacDonald, which is probably one of the comedic highlights of the movie. Yeah. Um, he's playing it in a way that you want it to be played. Yep. <laughs> Plus, that moment where he hits the baseball is one of the most sexually explicit scenes I've seen in my life. I think it's a softball, but yes. Oh, whatever. Just the pure, raw energy that is on display from that man in that tight top with those bulging up fucking hell, man. It's how I want to be. Can I just... Suddenly something's just come back to my mind from this movie. Yep. So there's the scene at the Mayor's Banquet. Um, where uh, it's like an outdoor barbecue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Marvin messes up because he goes and attacks the mayor's cat. Yeah. And during this, the mayor's son drowns. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Yeah, I forgot about that. And I he was just—he's like in the middle of a pond. He literally disappears, and then suddenly he's face down in the middle of a pond. What happened? <laughs> what happened to this kid? I think because at one point. Theory? Wait, 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 because at one yeah, point, yeah. the mayor says to John C. McGinley, look out for my son. <laughs> and he doesn't, because he's too busy looking at Marvin. No, 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 no. I want to put forward an alternative. John C. McGinley drowned the kid. Right? John C. Right. McGinley drowned the child. He said, Expand? So, right, okay. So look, John C. McGinley, he's the old buck. He's the big, he's the big cheese, he's the, he's the head cheddar of the police force. Now you've got this young buck. I know I've said buck twice. Now you've got this young buck coming along, Rob Schneider, and he's finding he's finding all kinds of things in people's asses, in fake John Turturro's asses, and he's getting everyone asking him what's up their ass, and you know everyone's paying attention to Rob Schneider, and John C. McGinley starts thinking, what can I do? How can I beat this ass smell man or whatever this this hot new cop is? I know, I'll save the mayor's son. So what he does is he when. Everybody likes John C. McGinley. I'm not saying he's bad. I think it's a mad... Anyway, right, yeah. So he he drowns the child. But in that time, um, Rob Schneider attacks the cat. So he rushes back to see what the fuck's going on. In which time he forgets that he's drowned the child. And then Rob Schneider goes and saves him. I don't buy it. (laughs) What do you mean? I don't buy this. I think it's true. This reminds me as well. There's another scene in the film that I don't think is well explained. Yeah. When the doctor, Doctor Wilder, mm. who maybe also could have been played by Gene Wilder, yeah, um, takes off a sock and reveals that he has a sort of clawed foot. What the fuck is <laughs> happening there? Are we meant to think? Is he giving himself some sort of I don't even know, like a like a pigeon foot? 
but a really big pigeon foot. I didn't understand it, and it's never referenced again. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's like uh, a shot that's played as if it's like something really sinister, and it's going to play into the rest of the movie. But there's only four minutes left of the movie. No, exactly. Uh, maybe it's, oh, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, good point. No idea. But yeah, no, I hundred percent think John C. McGinley drowned that child. But yeah, he's also my MVP. Yeah. He, Spe- yeah. Specifically for that gambit. He has a good time. Josh, who's your LVP? The screenwriters. The screenwriters. Uh, specifically for the for the anti-racism racist diatribe. That's fair. That's basically fair. it. Uh, I can't my, think of anything else. My LVP. Yeah. Dave Manning. <laughs> Dave Manning, the man who wasn't for there. For being a liar. Yeah, fair enough. I don't like people who lie. Especially so fake people who lie. I don't like Dave Manning lying to the <laughs> nation of America. Oh, that's... Uh, yeah, fair enough. Um, um, do you think you'll ever watch this film again? This is a question I'd actually... I've thought about it. I'd like to ask this at the end of all of these now. Do you think you'll ever watch this fucking film again? Um, Not on purpose. <laughs> like, I can't imagine... I think the problem is... Because, again, I don't think this is a really bad movie. No. But there's enough about it that I don't like. And I think a big part of that is I just don't like Rob Schneider. I don't like him as a lead. Yeah, I would agree. His best performance is in um, Demolition Man. <laughs> uh, he's in that. it for, like, all of five seconds. Perfect. Perfect Schneider action. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I would. I think of all the films we've done, and I like it less than this, of all the films we've done, the one I would watch again is probably Little Nicky. Really? And I wouldn't watch it again because I like it, just because there's enough people in it that I like that I'd be like, I'll give that another shot. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't think there are any <laughs> any from these so far. Oh, you're definitely really watch. watching Joe Dirt again. <laughs> Actually, you know what? As soon as I said it, in my head I was like, I might watch Joe Dirt again. You might watch that tonight. <laughs> you never know how many sleeps there are until your next dirt fix. That's what I wonder. Yeah, that's what I always say. That's what I always say. That's Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, did, did you know um, that this movie was nominated for some awards? What awards was it nominated for, Jack? Well, technically it's nominated for a Razzie. Oh, um, but it's it was for worst actor of the decade, <laughs> so it was partnered along with uh, several other Rob Schneider movies. Uh, okay, so you know I don't think you know that's more an award for him, not for the movie. Yeah, uh, but he was nominated uh, for the Teen Choice Awards in two thousand one. Nice for, for for Choice Wipeout, Choice Wipeout, Josh. But for what? The scene where he wipes out. What do you mean? The Choice Wipeout. What do you mean? <laughs> choice wipeout? What does that mean? What, the bit where he gets knocked over by the dog? No, the scene where he wipes out. What do you mean? It's the scene where he's <laughs> saying most... it's the scene where he wipes out. What do you mean? What do you mean? Josh, you know the film The Animal? Yes. Alright. So, you know this movie The Animal? Yeah. The scene where he wipes out. <laughs> and it's choice. Oh no! Just tell me what it's you choice mean. wipeout. <laughs> What scene? There's different scenes where he could be portrayed as wiping out. I'm losing my fucking mind. Unfortunately, 
He lost to Sandra Bullock in Miss Congeniality. But what scene in the animal? Do you want to know what else was nominated for choice? I Wipe want out? to know what scene in the animal he was nominated for. <laughs> See where he wipes out? <laughs> oh, so, I don't know why you're not getting this. I'm going to start crying soon. <laughs> what scene? So also nominated was Rufus Sewell for A Knight's Tale. Uh. He wipes out. It's pretty choice. <laughs> Drew Barrymore in Charlie's Angels. She's a choice wipeout. Jet Li in Kiss of the Dragon, oh. Mark Wahlberg in Planet of the Apes, oh. Michelle Rodriguez in The Fast and the Furious, and Bruce Willis in Unbreakable, and of course Rob Schneider in The Animal, for the scene where he wipes out his choice. <laughs> I'm over it now, I don't give a shit. Did you know that the hunter who gets killed by Colleen Haskell is played by Harry Dean Stanton? His first appearance in the Happy Madison movie, not to be his last. Oh god, god you did know, you had that up the sleeve just in case I found it. Josh... I haven't finished on the awards. Because uh, <laughs> it wasn't on. just nominated for Choice Wipeout. In the film category of Choice Wipeout, there was a yeah. separate television category for Choice Wipeout. Oh, good. Um, it was also nominated for four World Stunt Awards. Ooh. So it was nominated for Best Fire Stunt for oh, when the <laughs> bum lights his arm and then body on fire during a police training exercise. Yeah, fair enough. So it lost to The Last Castle. Which is a movie. That's really the know. film I was talking about earlier. The Last Castle, oh, not the with Castle. <laughs> yeah, that one. It also apparently lost to Apocalypse Now, which I think had just a director's cut released that year. Wow. Oh, is that when Redux came out? Yeah. Wow. That's um, good, man. So, uh, best stunt by a stuntman. Uh, this, for this one, is the stuntman climbs up a tree and does a series of jumps from one branch to the next, then slides down the tree, jumps to the next tree, and is ratcheted out. You know what? When I, did, when I was watching that scene, I did think, how the fuck did they do this? Because that was quite good. Well, not as good as The Fast and the Furious, which won Best Stunt by a Stuntman that year. Good. Great film. Best Waterwork. Where he pisses on the chair. <laughs> Stuntman air rams into a pond to save the mayor's son from drowning. Oh, I did. Yeah, that was one of my laughs. The bit where he dolphin flops into the water. It was good. Lost to Jurassic Park 3. Oh. Okay. Oddly enough, not nominated for best work with an animal. <laughs> Weird. What, for the chimp slapping? I mean, I guess. the orangutan slapping. Um, but was nominated for hardest hit. Goat kick? Stuntman is clotheslined off of a running horse by tree branch. Yeah, that was pretty big. That was good. That was actually quite a good scene again. Where the man riding a horse refused to be outrun by Rob Schneider as the animal. And was also a posh British man? Yeah. He was like, oh, I won't have this. Yeah. That was good. I like that. Um, that, that lost to A Knight's Tale. Oh, man. Yeah, you're not fucking winning against A Knight's Tale, are you? <laughs> I love that film so much. You know who else loved that film? Dave Manning. Dave Manning. <laughs> Dave Manning bloody loved it. Dave Manning called Heath Ledger the hottest new star. Wow, imagine saying that in a post 10 Things I Hate About You world. <laughs> imagine saying that and then not existing. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't imagine such a thing. Uh, uh, well, The Animal was a film, one that I will never watch again. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I can't see myself watching this again, as we've already said. Yeah, but just to reiterate. So there is, I will go back on that. Possibly rewatching Little Nicky. There is something, and I think it's part of the reason we started this podcast. Something about Sandler, man. Yeah, I know, I know. He's just raw. 
potency. Raw He's raw, it's raw talent and potency. Well, no, I mean, I sent this to Jack earlier, but um, so after I think Jack posted some sort of letterbox thing. Oh, no, we were talking about it last week about our most viewed actors recently. And you had that one person who's in Caroline Aaron. Caroline Aaron. She's now tied for first place. Oh, really? With Adam Sandler. Yeah, so I looked at my lifetime um, letterbox stats, and Adam Sandler is my most watched actor. He's my number two. Who's your number one? Caroline Aaron. <laughs> Caroline Aaron. All timer. Uh, ben Stiller. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I say wow, but like Adam Sandler's my number one, and Nicolas Cage is my number two. So, fuck me, man. It's, a, <laughs> it's only going to get worse as well, because. Adam, I'm going to watch You're basically watch every Adam Sandler film. Adam Richard Sandler movies. Yeah, oh my god. Speak of, what are we watching next week? Oh, sorry, tell a lie. Adam Sandler has now beaten Ben Stiller by one film. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> I need to uh, get down and watch, I don't know, some Ben Stiller movie I haven't seen. Uh, reality Bite. Seen it. <laughs> Let's not go through them. Um, <laughs> next week, we have Mr. Deeds. Is that voice pertinent to the film? No, not really. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> I don't know why I used that voice. Mr. Deeds, which I believe I've mentioned before, was the first Adam Sandler film I saw on the big screen. Yes, you have mentioned. That's exciting. You haven't seen it before, right? No, I know there's something to do with a foot. Yeah. That's about it. John Turturro's in it. He is. Yeah, I know that. One of, um, uh, I believe it's, yeah, it is his first appearance in a Happy Madison movie. Not to be his last. Yeah, I know. They, they all you. come back. They all come back. The they women come. don't, but the men. Some you of the women that. do. Some, Some of the women, women do. do. Some of the women do. This is uh, the first remake Adam Sandler starred in. Yeah. Will you be watching the original Mr. Deeds Goes to Town? Nope. I'm going to try. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm going to try. Okay, I've got, you I've can got it on Blu-ray. Wow. I've got both of them on Blu-ray. Wow. <laughs> okay, you can talk about that. I will not go that extra mile. <laughs> Actually, um, you know, before we get to it, we should mention, because she, she does star in the film, well, she appears in the film that we're going to cover next week, um, rest in peace, uh, Conchata Farrell. Yeah. Um, who passed away this week. She's fun in the next week's movie, so I'm sure we'll talk about it more then, but yeah. as, as it is the time, end this on a downbeat note. <laughs> oh, yeah, next week, loads of fun talking about dead people. Here Can't we wait. Can't wait. And as always... No, we have to do where people can find us. Oh, not where as can always. people find you? Well, Jack? as always, you can find me <laughs> at JFG in Digital 3D on Twitter or the Instagram or anywhere. Yeah, and they can, you can you can find me at P A P S B Y Papsby across a variety of platforms, um, and also find us at True Hap Mad on Twitter and Instagram. Send us an email at truehapmad at gmail Please, if you listen to our show on any streaming device, we'd love a review. Uh, it helps us in the iTunes rankings or whatever podcast uh, unit you're using, be it Stitcher, be it Spotify, be it anything in our link tree. We'd love a nice review. Yep. Yeah. I love you very much. And as always, goodbye. You can do it! That's not Original the quote. prankster! That's not the quote. I'll do it. Oh, horseshit! <laughs> I was going to do a different quote. I don't like it. I was going to do a quote that matches the film we were no, watching. No, no. has to be our horse shit. That's do what it. the mailman said! Do it again. Do our horse shit. No, you did it. It was good. Oh, okay. Right, love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>